All right, the season is over, so we're already looking ahead. Scott Rich here, writer, has his starting five figured out for next season. It includes a few freshmen. And maybe one in particular to watch, whether he starts or not, is Ty Rogers. Just because of his versatility and the fact that he can kind of literally do everything on the basketball court. All right, we're turning the page here on the Inside Line Out Basketball. Get it all from Richie after these messages. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook is officially live with mobile sports betting in Illinois, just in time to get in on all the college basketball mania. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any tourney team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. You can sign up in front of your TV while you're at the office, on your couch. As long as you live in the state of Illinois, you can sign up and bet from anywhere right from the palm of your hand. Head to the DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and features, including same-game parlays. It's safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now. Use promo code FIGHTING, bet just $5 on any team of your choice, and get $200 in free bets instantly. It's that simple with promo code FIGHTING this week at DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Must be 21 and over. Illinois residents only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Lousy Monday morning, everyone. I mean it. The season's over. Way too early again, but I'm here to, I'm here to bring good news to, to cheer your day up. While Illinois no longer is playing, Scott Ritchie will, will advance to every Monday from here to eternity. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> how about that? Eternity sounds like a very, very long time. Um, <laughs> Uh, I assume you've already filled out the contract and signed my name to that, so mm-hmm. I guess I'm here every Monday for eternity. That's Scott Ritchie. I'm Jim Rosso. This is Inside Illini Basketball, which uh, has bounced on for several years and will continue to do so on Monday mornings, uh, even if there is no more Illinois uh, game to talk about. And, of course, that season, this season is over. I blame Scott Ritchie. How so now? Well, you picked it in the paper. So you complained for months about my prediction record. Then I go two for two in Pittsburgh, and now all of a sudden it's my fault. Uh, can't, have, can't have it both ways. You had the audacity in your Sunday News Gazette, which I opened bright and early in the morning, only to be shocked by the prediction of Houston beating Illinois. I immediately phoned Richie said, What? Are, are you nuts? There's no way Illinois plays as bad as it did against Chattanooga. It's a lock that they beat Houston. And for that, Scott Ritchie, I here we go. I apologize. 
I'm so glad was this is being wrong. Can you say it one more time? I was kind of wrong. <laughs> kind of wrong. I, I mean, to be fair, I picked a closer game than it wound up being. I mean, Houston won by 15, 13? I can't remember the final. 15? Yeah. Um, but the things that Illinois couldn't do and hope to win yesterday uh, afternoon in Pittsburgh were all the things that, it, that they did. You know, they didn't make threes, shot 24% from beyond the arc, um, missed some easy shots, turned it over 17 times. And, and beyond that, which is bad enough in its own right, but like seven turnovers on inbound plays. Like, hmm. I'm pretty sure like, I learned like in third grade, like bitty basketball is like don't inbound it into the corner because that's literally the worst place that you can inbound the ball. And Illinois did that like multiple times and a couple times to Kofi and he was immediately double teamed and you know, led to a turnover. Um, it was just they did all of the things they couldn't do. And Houston, um, arguably the worst shooting team left in the NCAA tournament, but they get so many offensive rebounds. They defend so hard. Like, they can get over the fact that none of them, and Kyler Edwards, I'll give him a little credit, but none of them can shoot. But they do everything else well, and they, for the most part, don't beat themselves. And Illinois beat themselves a little bit there. Um, just didn't run great offense. R.J. Melendez, literally the only guy on the team that apparently – had the the nerve to attack the basket, and you know, good things happened when he did. Um, it was just, but I, saw, I kind of saw it coming. You know, Illinois had won four of the last five games, but offensively had looked really bad doing it, and like it was going to catch up to them at some point, and it did on Sunday. You done bring me down, Scott Ritchie. All right, now I'm all depressed. I was in a bad mood anyway, and now you just made it worse. Well, I just said things that were factual. Let's move on to uh, some quick fire answers, if you could, just to kind of set me straight. Okay. Since I've apologized. Uh, Ed Bond's worried, too. So let's make these quick and short. Brad Underwood is not going to Kansas State, I understand. Well, unless he wants to be an assistant coach again, no, because I don't think it's like officially official, but – Everyone's reported it, like from national basketball writers, but Jerome Tang, uh, he's, I think, associate head coach at Baylor. Been at Baylor all 19 years with Scott Drew. Going to be here, the new coach in Manhattan, Kansas. So, no, like Brad will probably stick around. All right, Coach Underwood, who caught some flack on social media um, after Illinois' early exit, uh, going to LSU, does that mean? No. Like, I mean, LSU Just asking. I don't know who they're going to get, mostly because whoever gets it is going to walk into a program facing you know multiple NCAA violations. Like that's not uh, not your most ideal start to a new job. And also, like, well, he doesn't have any connections to Baton Rouge. So Coach Underwood is back for a sixth season, is what you're telling me. Sure. Okay. Just asking again. Don't give me that look. I mean, I know like everyone in Manhattan thought he was going back to the Little Apple. Um, but I couldn't afford him, like, one, and two, like, they already just hired somebody else. Okay, last off season, and we'll get into this in the upcoming podcast. There was a bunch of changeover. Um, who's going to be the biggest person to leave? 
whether it's a coach or a player. Or, come on, I need some answers. I mean, after losing like all of the assistants, I don't think you'll have maybe that type of turnover again. Um, I mean, probably. I didn't really anticipate that last year either. Um, now, NIL could change it, but I think Kofi's probably done with college basketball. We've heard that before, though. Yeah, I mean, a year right. ago. Like at, two years ago. At this time. <laughs> right? Like every year. And he keeps coming back. I don't know. And maybe it was just the in the moment after the loss, but like when he was on the podium for the postgame, didn't look like a guy that was going to be doing this again. Um, but we'll see. I mean, don't know what. I mean, his aspirations are the NBA. Don't know that the NBA like if the feeling's mutual so much. I mean, you look at all the mock drafts and he's not on them or he's a super late second-round pick, which, I mean, still drafted, but is far from a guarantee of a roster spot. Um, but again, I mean, NIL, chance he can make more here. But I don't know if you can – just the idea that he'd be here four years, it's it's hard to wrap your head around. So many questions uh, again in the offseason. This is a fun time as a – it's as really, you know, as a beat writer, uh, Scott Ritchie, April is your busiest month. <laughs> and it's been that way for some time, and it uh, probably won't change anytime Yeah, soon. I'm not sure if fun is the right word mm-hmm. for it. All right. Um, interesting, though, that you know at this time a year ago, and it's obviously different circumstances, but there are almost 1,000 players in the transfer portal. Now there's only, and I say only, only about 600. Hmm. So there's been a little bit of a downtick. You'll see more, obviously, as you know the rest of the teams finish up their seasons, the 16 that are left. Um, and just as you kind of transition to this off-season part of the you know yearly college basketball schedule at this point. But I don't know if there will be as much player movement. And last, I mean, because last off-season when they just started the everyone that transfers plays right away thing, thousands took advantage. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the roster as it stands now at Illinois on whatever, March 21st, I had to look cause I had no idea. Come, let's say June 1st, July 1st, not going to look the same. Like there will be changes. Who is, uh, the Illinois editor for the portal? The coach who might uh, be in charge of scouring. Oh, that's Tyler Underwood. Is okay. He, uh, I probably just like clicks refresh <laughs> a million times a day just to see who's newly into the portal. Um, that, that's part of his job is sort of a combo scouting, recruiting type gig that he has. Um, he is the the portal watcher. All right, Illinois uh, uh, sometimes leads to change. Uh, in NCAA tournaments a couple years back, as Jamal Walker pointed out on Twitter last night. Uh, all these replays are a credit to Illinois, uh, losing <laughs> to Miami on a controversial uh, call uh, back in the day, back in the John Gross era. So tell me, is there now going to be a hanging-on-the-rim rule thanks to that crazy call yesterday against R.J. Melendez? Maybe, and that that rule is on the books, and mostly because 
I guess at one point, like it was considered taunting if you like hung and swung on the rim. Mm -hmm. But like the officials probably need to like chill just a little and maybe understand that the game's a little different now. Like RJ Melinda is all six, seven, I mean, however much, I mean, 195 pounds of him or whatever was going full speed down the court. This dude's a super athlete, jumped up super high, and if he doesn't swing back towards the court, he goes flying off into the stanchion or something. I mean, remember the, like the the Paul George injury where he shattered mm-hmm. his leg? Like that's RJ Melendez if he doesn't finish the dunk like that. And it's not like he like did a pull up on the rim or like he just followed where his momentum was carrying him. But I I was sitting behind the official that made that call and I could see him gearing up to call that technical. I saw that on Twitter uh, last night. You you made that. How, explain that how you could how he could be preparing to make that call. Because I mean, he was obviously our line of sight was the same, and like as RJ started to swing back towards the court, I just saw kind of him tense up. The official that is getting ready to his arms were moving. I was like, he's going to call a technical, and he's going to get roasted alive on Twitter. And in the arena, I think, like, Illinois, Houston, probably some Ohio State, some Villanova fans, I think they all came together in a moment of unity to boo him, boo it the official for that call. immediate, uh, even on TV. Uh, Reggie Miller wondering what in the world's going on. Yeah. Crazy call. I yeah. know it, it, you know, you don't want to say, ah, I made a, it was the difference. It, it probably wasn't. And here's the thing. It really wasn't. Um, Houston made the free throw. The it didn't help. throw. But after that, Kofi had a three-point play, and they go into the next media timeout with as much momentum as they would have previously. Um, things didn't really fall apart till the last four minutes. So it, was it a bad call? Sure. Did it change the game at all? No. It was just, just stupid is what it was. All right, great coverage from Scott Ritchie, Colin Likas, Anthony Zillis teaming up with Ed Bond, Brian Barnard, Deion Thomas. Fabulous stuff. Uh, check it all online on social media. Great videos. I, I dug the hotel scene before the games. I know, Scott, you didn't get a chance to go there. Uh, I think only Anthony and Colin did. Yeah. But it shows you there's a fan base out there starving, dying to get to just the Sweet 16. I mean, the last time that happened, I was in high school. All five years at Eureka High. You've tried this before. It's four years. No one's refuted it. <laughs> right, I'm going to have, pr- I'm gonna have to have principal. My, I'm going to have to have, well, the principal, he's a fan. An Illinois fan. He follows what I do on Twitter. All right. So I'm at the Arizona game out in Tucson even. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm going to get my high school transcripts for you, I think. Okay. I, we'll solve I this like problem. That, so I can shut up about it. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, there are. 80-plus teams that have made the Sweet 16 since 2005. 80. Seems like a lot. Illinois not being one of them. How in the world is this possible? And do I blame you? Well, the I think if blame's going to be tossed around... Uh, You're looking e- at Bond? Equal, You're looking at Bondo. No, equal parts need... If, if I'm going to get some, like uh, Marcus Jackson needs to take some. He was covering a team that lost in the second round. 
that infamous Miami game that you speak of. Um, who else is going to Paul Lee. <laughs> Paul's going to get some of Brett this. Brett Dawson. Yeah. Um, also, but it's none of our faults. Uh, it's just uh, the circumstances that have happened every season that they've made it to almost the Sweet 16, but not quite there. It. I mean, last year, Loyola took Illinois out of everything they wanted to do. You know, harassed Aodosumu, you know, in ball screen action. And that that was it for Illinois. They had really no answer. I mean Kofi played a good game. Nobody else did. This game Houston took Illinois out of some of what it wanted to do. You know and Kofi still had a pretty good game. There were some adjustments. RJ Melendez looked goody. Like they came in, gave a spark and Brad Underwood rode with those guys till the end when he didn't, which I'm not sure that was the right move, but not the coach. But it's not that Illinois had bad teams that you know, have lucked their way into even a second round game. It's just it's a lot about matchups. Houston was not the matchup they wanted. Well, Chicago wasn't the matchup they wanted last year. You know, this underseeded, pretty good team, guys that had as freshmen had played in a Final Four. So it just hasn't happened yet for Illinois. One would imagine if they keep getting opportunities in in the NCAA tournament that that it will. And there was a stretch there where they weren't even making it. So this is two years in the tournament, two times to the second round. Like Illinois, I mean, you just didn't fast forward from 2005 national runner-ups to being back in the tournament. There was a huge dip in there. And you got to build back to being... That kind of program. Any correlation, and this has happened the last two years, to a Big Ten championship celebration uh, followed up by a letdown? I'll be curious to see, like, if teams just start tanking the Big Ten tournament. It's like Illinois at least made it to the second round last year. I mean, Iowa just gets... I'm just saying really Illinois seems to, in both these last two years, they be, they rallied past Iowa, right, to win the share of the Big Ten sure. championship and then stunk up the gym, uh, really, against Indiana and then, the, the no offense, Chattanooga, but that game. Same thing kind of last year. They, they won the Big Ten tournament, got past their first-round game, no challenges, a one seed, right, and then stunk it up against Loyola. Is there, is there a sense of... Too much accomplishment? Is that something they can address? Am I off my rocker? No, because even as they were winning those titles, like they were pretty vocal about like that wasn't all that they were chasing. I mean, Kofi said it this year, like all he cared about was New Orleans in the final four. Um Okay. But I, don't, I mean, I guess it ta- you have to expend a lot of energy yeah. to win Big Ten titles because it's not easy. I mean, the conference then you know turns around and stinks it up in the, the NCAA tournament. But for two and a half, three months, it's a tough road. It's hey, the top the progress team. by the Big Ten. There's two teams in the Sweet 16 this yeah, year. Yeah, although, <laughs> and like somehow Michigan is right. one of them again. But you know, Purdue really tried to not be the second team. I'm all about Boiler Up. They're my, they're my team. Can I jump on the boiler bandwagon? 
because I think they, of course, are the Big Ten's best bet. It might be dangerous, though. Okay. They got to play St. Peter's, the Cinderella of all mm-hmm. Cinderella's. My dude, Doug Eddard, and his wispy mustache, mm-hmm. who's dropping 20 points a game in the tournament after averaging like eight for, for the year. Um, also, games in Philadelphia, St. Peter's, Jersey City. It's going to be like peacock fever. Yeah. All 50 students or whatever they have will be in attendance. It's a pretty small school. <laughs> yeah, really small. Um, no, it's... Am I wrong to be rooting for Purdue, I guess? Well, I mean, uh, no. Okay. You can root for whoever you want. Okay. I'm, I, that's I'll, who I'm... I'll be... Uh, that's who I'm riding. I'll be backing St. Peter's, though. Okay. Gotta love the Cinderella at. story. Uh, one last uh, revisit to Sunday. The curious case of Andre Curbelo. In the post game, uh, Underwood mentioned a equipment malfunction. Maybe started well, the day off wrong, and then so, coach's decision kind of ended the day off yeah. wrong. I guess yeah, before the game, you know, Cabello, I don't know, he got into it a little bit with an official because they told him he couldn't wear. I guess we were like the same leggings that he wore um, in the Chattanooga game. I don't know what the deal was there, but then he plays and plays not well in the first half. I mean, objectively, he was not good. And then doesn't get off the bench in the second, and all we got from Underwood was coach's decision. Which it was, but that doesn't really shed any light on, you know, when nobody was attacking the basket, you'd take the guy off the floor that can do some crazy things with the ball in his hands, you know, both good and bad. Afterwood, uh, after word, uh, Corbello, like so many players, uh, took to social media to express their thoughts and plans, I guess. This is what players do nowadays. They don't wait for Scott Ritchie to call, ask him what's up. You know, they've taken that into their own hands. Yes. Um, a lot of it was, you know, Trent Frazier, more like, you know, maybe after, you know, I guess being done, responding to the I see you people out there that talk a bunch of mess about me, about this team. Um, and that's, There's a lot out there. Illinois fans, portion of them, pretty negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's silly to think that the players don't know, because they know. And the consequences of that are of their own making. We'll see. All right, the reaction was not a positive one yesterday, as Ed Bond will tell you. Colin show on DWS had a couple negative Nancys. Just a couple. And Nellies. <laughs> but uh, we move on. All right, Richie, give me your starting five for next season. <laughs> I, I'm done. Uh, your starting five on opening night. Okay. Um, well, this is maybe the most impossible thing you've ever asked me to do, except you've asked me to do a lot of those. I'm just going to go off the roster as it is now. Because I don't know any differently yet until plans are announced. So, although I said that I don't expect Kofi Coburn to return, he's going to start at center. Coleman Hawkins at the four. R.J. Melendez at the three. Freshman, Jaden Epps at the two. Nandre Curbelo running the point. It's a pretty good team. Do I expect that to be the starting five um, in late October in the exhibition game? No. Do I expect all five of those guys to be on the team? 
And probably not. All so, right, so I'm going to give you an out here because it is a really difficult question. That's that's yeah. your starting lineup A. Okay. Now your starting lineup B. When Kofi leaves, so okay, and someone transfers. Those are your criteria. Lineup B. All right, so at the five, we're going to go with Dane Danger. The Baylor transfer mm-hmm. you might have seen on the bench. Um, Coleman Hawkins at the four. Okay. Thank you, Stays. RJ Melendez. Jaden Epps. So a lot of similarities here. Insert transfer port guard. X. All right. Give me these freshmen that are coming in. Uh, your order of, I guess, how they'll contribute. Most likely to contribute to the bottom. So this might not make a lot of sense based on uh, starting lineup A. But I think Ty Rogers might end up being the most impactful freshman. Yeah, I didn't hear his name in the, either lineup you gave me. Yeah, because well, I think he's going to be behind RJ. But I think he's the sixth man because he can, he's got some positional versatility to fill multiple roles. I think he could play really two through four, if you ask him, because he was Thornton's do everything guy this year as a senior. So he can handle the rock a little bit. Um, Jaden Epps, Sincere Harris. And, uh, you know, there's also another potential freshman guard out there that Illinois is recruiting who could make a difference. Uh, Five-star, Sky Clark, decommitted from Kentucky. Um, Illinois is in the mix for him, and he's going to go to college. Like He hasn't really made any announcements other than he's not going to do overtime elite or the G League, uh, the G League Ignite at least. Um, 6'4", 205 pounds, the kind of guard I think Illinois needs. You look at Houston, that's basically all they had was bigger guards. Even Chattanooga, bigger guards. Um, so that's a, I mean, he's sort of like a dark horse X factor. Might not even get him, but they're certainly in pursuit. All right, Scott Ritchie's a voting member of the AP Top 25. Uh, where you got Illinois ranked to start the, the year? These are not easy questions, Scott Ritchie. What, do you expect a cakewalk just since you're traveling all night? That you're tired? You're beat down? You want things to easy? It goes beyond not easy. They're just, I'm literally making stuff up because not only do I not know who's going to be on Illinois' roster, I don't know who's going to be on anybody's roster. Sounds like an excuse to me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend it's not, but it's a, a valid excuse. Um, I... With Kofi, top 15. Without Kofi, maybe not ranked. It's hmm. not what I wanted to hear. I mean, and I think without Kofi, it sort of depends on what it looks like in June or July, I guess, when he may or may not be here. So I, it, Just like last year, I was like, I don't think I had... I don't think I had Illinois in the top 25 heading into this season if with Kofi sort of 
doing the whole NBA draft transfer portal thing. Then he came back and I was like, okay, that's he's one of the five best players in college basketball. That's a difference. And he was. Both one of the best five players in college basketball and a difference maker. So same thing applies. All right. Again, should be a fun uh, April. Who's your uh, who's your pick to win it all? Uh, you know the 16 teams left. Is that an impossible question too? Semi. It's just because this tournament's been kind of wacky. Um, but I made this pick last week when I broke down the entire NCAA tournament field. Um, it's Arizona. Mm. I'll stick with them. Because they did beat TCU last night, right? I think I might have. Okay, quick. That's curious. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, all right, your final chances for data and uh, your final power poll, your your top three uh, for the season that just ended. So this is the collective power poll. Yeah. I don't, have any, the, I don't have any data. Okay. I'm post data All right. at this point. That's a wonderful thing to hear, actually. I'll bring it back. I, I just just perked up a little bit. After after that week, I don't have any data. Here, here's the data. Illinois shot 34%. Oh, that's like my kind of data. There you go. Relevant. Useful. Points, rebounds, assists. Field goal percentage. <laughs> I accept that. Yeah. Um, but damn time you start giving me some real numbers. <laughs> yeah. 17 turnovers. There's another one. I like that, real, too. Real simple. Don't like the number, but I like the data. So the, See, Ed? He's seeing the light. The end of the year power poll. <clears throat> number one is Kofi Coburn. There's no debate. And this is kind of season as a whole. Uh, two is Trent Frazier. And I think three... Jacob Grandison. Hmm. For what he did through the season, and also maybe how not great Illinois was without him. Got hurt in the Iowa game. Penn State game. Penn State game. So missed okay. Iowa, missed Indiana, played briefly in both games in Pittsburgh, but he's not a factor. Well, I just don't think he. His shoulder just wasn't 100%. Not even. 70% probably. And it is non-shooting, but still, I mean, if you're hurting, and it, it affects your mobility. It's rough. All right, uh, got a banquet coming up. Um, that uh, will be fun. The Qantas folks put that on every year. Is that right, Ed Bond? Yes, Ed shakes his head, nods his head. That will be interesting. Uh, there's a fundraiser coming to Gordyville. Bill Self, former, uh, former Illinois Kruger. coaches. Bill Self still in the mix for the NCAA tournament. That was a pretty good draw, according to my bracket, what I looked. Um, Scotty, before I let you go, uh, the, the one thing you'll remember about this season, what would that be? The thing you'll tell your grandkids back in the farmhouse in Eureka while you're, while you're fishing from the creek with your bamboo pole. Have fished with the bamboo pole before. Yes, I know you have. <laughs> Don't really intend to move back to Eureka in my retiring age. Um, hmm. I mean, probably 
two things. One, the end of the Ohio State game. You know, it was a loss. It was electric at State Farm Center. And then the Iowa game and the court storm and the celebration and the random lost shoes and socks and just the chaos and carnage <laughs> of that post-game scene. And just thankfulness that I wasn't, like, crushed by the crush. All right, uh, Richie, thank you for a great season of coverage. Looking forward to a great off-season of coverage. Maybe you'll get to uh, sleep in a few times here and there. Uh, thought so today, and they name a women's coach <laughs> at 8 a.m. Seems like an after. odd time to do that. But. They name that if they win last night, I guess. It was um, like a, a diversion of sorts. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I guess you know, Shauna Green just hired his Illinois women's coach. I had a pretty successful run at Dayton. So I don't uphill climb for whoever was going to get that job. So she's got uh, her work cut out for her. All right. We'll hear more from her uh, tomorrow. She gets into town Monday night. We'll hear from Richie every morning, 6 a.m. com. Good morning, Illini Nation. Unique online content. It's gold. Follow along. Richie, until next season, goodbye.